You're listening to the Benchwarmers Podcast Network, and this is Put Me In Coach. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Put Me In Coach, presented by the Benchwarmers Podcast Network. I'm Sean Sprote. Joining me, as always, is Matt Fimbers, fresh off his trip from Orlando, Florida, the happiest place on Earth, Disney World. How's it going, Matt? I'm happy. It rubbed off on me. You're a changed man I'm not happy to be back. I'm a changed man. It sucked to go back to school today, being a teacher. So, I mean, I guess I'm kind of, like, not good. (laughs) I want to go back. Disney Disney was fun. I would have liked to go. I'd like to go back again. It's I good to know. have you back, Gosh. man. Yeah, it's great to be back. It's it's nice to come home. I'll tell you that. What's uh your favorite ride? I mean, it just depends. I got to go on um Rise of the Re- not the Rise of the Resistance, but the um the the Falcon one, I think it was called like Smuggler's Run. Okay, yeah. And I didn't think I was going to get to ride really any rides in Star Wars Land because my four-year-old and uh, the lines were incredibly long. So oh, I bet. we were walking. Yeah, we were just walking around because I was like, I just want to bask in the Star Wars Land, you know, and just kind of yes. walk around and see the ships. So we got to see all that. And on the way out, we saw the, uh, we walked past like the Millennium Falcon ride and Rachel's like, hey, look, it says single riders only. So why don't you go see? So I ran up to him and I was like, hey, I'm a single rider. How long does it normally take to get on this ride? Because the line's at the door. It's like a hundred minute wait. Right. If you want to get, you know, and they're like, oh, normally if you're just a single rider, you can walk up by yourself and hop on in with a group. So, I mean, I ran up there. Boom, right in. If you haven't been on that ride, it's really cool because you need six people to do it because two people drive. Two people are working guns and two people are like uh, doing ship stuff like in the back. Like uh, you're, you're trying to smuggle this uh, this this uh, mineral and you repair the ship if you're in the back. And then you like send out like the hooks to go grab this thing. It's a pretty cool experience. Uh, yeah, it's like really immersive. Har- that sounds that sounds awesome. Harlow fell in love with the Porgs. Naturally. Yeah, we went on this. We went on this thing called uh, we went on this thing called Star Tours. That's the only one I could take her on. That's the original one from back in the day. Is it Star Tours? Yeah, yeah. So we, you know, we got in and R two D two launched the ship off or whatever. Yeah, uh, crazily. Um, She thought it was kind of cool, and then we crashed in the water and those creepy octopus things with one eyes. Oh, they, they have changed kind of it since I have I've floating been to around. It. Uh, she didn't like that, so I kind of. Anyways, uh, Disney strategically plans you walk out of the right ride right into the guest uh, the the gift store. You know, yeah. So she's looking around and she sees this thing and she's like, "Oh, I love that. That's so cute." So I was like, "Oh, that's a porg." <laughs> so I, you know, picked it up and she's like, "Can I get it now?" Now we got Harlow her own gift card. Uh, $120 or something. 
so she could spend it how she wanted it. Right. Right. Uh, so I looked at it and I was like, okay, well, there's a smaller one beside it. I say knowing Disney prices. So what you spent $98 just on the singular little, the stuffed porg. <laughs> Anyways, no, no, no. <laughs> the smaller porg, the smaller porg was like $10 more than this bigger one. This is like a, just a normal stuffed animal one, but yeah. the small one, you it had mag- magnetic feet, and you could like slide it under your shirt, and you could sit on your shoulder like a pair uh, as you walked around the gotcha. park and stuff like that. So we we settled for the the, the regular pork, which was about forty dollars. See, that's how they oh, get yeah. you. Yeah, it is. Well, everything everything she bought was about forty bucks. I was like, jeez. <laughs> Well, like I said, it's good to have you back, man. I'm glad that you guys had a good vacation. Uh, and we're going to throw you right into the fire today because we're going to talk right. a few things. Mainly the Major League Soccer All-Star Game has changed their format. The last few years we've been playing, I think the last two years, it was against Liga MX. And it was kind of like their, their best players against our best players head-to-head. And they also did the skill challenge as well. Gone is that. Now we're going back to our best players from around the league are hosting a singular European club. And the club that we are going to be hosting is Arsenal from London. Uh, The game is in D.C. at Audi Field, July 19th. So, is this your preferred format for an All-Star game? What do you make of the change? If you know me, I hate every single All-Star game. I'm not a fan of the formats of any of them. I don't like them playing. I don't. I, I kind of enjoyed this year's NFL one because when the NFL has their Pro Bowl, the game is absolute garbage. Those players don't want to be out there hitting each other for another. I was going to say you just said that you. Over. I was just say you you say you hate All Star games and you picked the worst one as an example of one that you like. Well, no, I'm using terrible. as an example. I'm using as an example because I love the skill challenges. Okay, I'm glad yeah, that they brought I'll give you that. Back. And I'm glad yeah. that they they focused on that instead of an actual game right that's all i watched in the mls one too this last one was the skills challenges skill challenge from last year was great it's, and they even brought uh, goalie wars back right yeah um, yeah it's, it's what it's do you mean fun i think the players enjoy it more i don't think these guys want to play another game like like we said off of off air on a text message these guys are already playing at the max the most games these guys can play is like 60 games right so these guys don't want to play another game, especially this is the risks of being hurt. I don't know the, the the Liga MX and the MLS was kind of kind of a good thing because they're so they're so compared, you know. Yeah, they're they they're very similar, of, but you don't need yeah. it anymore now. Now that you have you you, no. not only do you have CCL, but now you, you have Leagues Cup. Cup. So you don't need that, which is why they're I guess which is why they're going back to hosting uh, a Premier League side like Arsenal, who was in an All Star game. I want to say seven years ago against MLS All-Stars. Um, I mean, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say this is stupid. I think it's yeah, a bad it's, look for the league. It's completely. Not good. It's not good. Mm-hmm. What's What What do we gain from this, I guess, other than dollars? Because if we if, if we already kind of get looked at as like a, uh, as a lower tier league, something that's not to be taken seriously, if we go out yeah. and we beat Arsenal then the narrative is going to be, oh, well, it took all of your best players from all of your 29 clubs just to beat one singular uh, Premier League team who's going to play other backups. And if yeah. we lose, 
And it's like, oh, well, your best couldn't even beat a Premier League team that played all of their backups. Lose, like, lose. It's lose, lose. Like, what's the point? Um, if you had to pick, what is your preferred format? I, I mean, would you just get rid of it at all, or would you switch to something else? I would I would just get rid of it. And I think you could still have a club like Arsenal or something come in, and you could uh, you could do skills challenges. I think those guys would like to interact with the English guys yeah. over there. You know, the horse play around, have fun, do these things. And we can see how individually these guys are against those guys. Chipping balls, kicking balls, and accuracy, touch, uh, going around obstacle courses with a ball. be real interesting to see kind of that, that face-off. And if you okay. really, really wanted to play a game, you could do – like a five aside possibly okay. with with captains and you're kind of I would say let I would say you mix it. That's actually kind of what I was going to say. I would that I was thinking about that today. I was like what if you did kind of what the NHL does and they don't do like a full on like all-star game east versus west. They break up the divisions and you play they play like 4v4 I think uh with the goalie. So you could do yeah. that for MLS and you could still invite like an Arsenal or Man City or Juve or whomever to come in and field their own five aside. Yeah, and, and, and they would have fun doing those intriguing. skills competitions with the players too. Yeah. That's not yeah. a bad idea. I, I like that. And then like the fans can vote on who gets to be the captains and gets to pick their squads and like say for instance like if walker zimmerman you know wins the fan vote then he can only pick from uh teams of out of the east and you know so on and so forth i think i think you're on to something there i would prefer that kenny if you're listening kenny if you're listening draft it up let's get it notarized and send it to the headquarters and we we failed to mention even on the top of the show. How did we not recognize and say thank you to the Ride the Pine guys for filling in for us last week? I totally <laughs> miffed on that. I'm so sorry. Kenny Hudden, Adam Freeman filled in for us last week while uh, while Matt was living his best life down in uh, Orlando, Florida. So thank you guys. I really appreciate yeah, it. Thanks. Yeah, but Kenny, if you can go and get working on that, you. man, that would be yeah, fantastic. We, go ahead and get started on that. We got that. a lot of things for you to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think that's actually a great idea. Um, and it, I feel like they kind of tried to sneak in the all-star change, like the season already started. Uh, they did have everything going on with like Apple. So it wasn't like a priority or anything, which kind of feels like why we're going back to a Premier League club, right? They're not, they didn't prioritize this. They didn't put a lot of time and effort into it. It's uh, a little lazy if I do say so myself. Um, I think this year, if you aren't going to switch to like what we talked about, do like a five aside, just do East versus West, make it a 60 minute game, do the uh, skills challenge, make it bigger and then call it an event and call it a day. Right. You don't want these guys getting hurt because the game is in the middle of the season. Right. And you mentioned that they play if if you uh, advance in all of the different competitions, U.S. Uh, Open Cup, CCL, uh, Leagues Cup now, the season, you can play nearly 60 games, and that's a season condensed into, what, 45, 44 weeks, basically? That's, that's a lot. That's a lot, man. Uh, if you're going to continue to add games, which kind of seems like they're going to, maybe scrapping it is not the worst idea. Yeah. Just saying. I've never been a fan of, like I said, any All-Star game. 
I tried to get into them, but NFL's always sucked. NHL is kind of fun to watch just because hockey can be a fun sport to watch when yeah. you, when you cut down, especially when you cut it down to the four fours on the ice. Yeah. Uh, baseball. I kind of I kind of liked baseball because I had a meaning for it. That's why I don't then, like it. Is that but, it had yeah, a meaning but then for I it. thought about it even more, and I'm like. Well, why do I want this game controlling what my team does? If right, we make it uh, in that far, I, I hate them all. The bas- basketball used to be fun to watch, but now it's just ridiculous. I saw something that the score that was like one eighty six to like one fifty something. Yeah, I I turned it on for two minutes, and they didn't play a single de- any defense whatsoever. I want to say what's his name. Uh, from Boston, we're a soccer podcast, obviously, but what's his name from Boston <laughs> dribbled up the court and nobody went anywhere near him. He just went nobody. coast to coast and dunked it. And I was like, all right, what am I, what's the point of this? Every, yeah. And like I said, everybody watches the skills competitions in basketball anyway, dunk contest, three point contest. Those are the only things right. that people really watch in the all-star games. Right. So maybe MLS needs to kind of take a cue from that and be like, all right, yeah. people aren't watching. They want to watch the skills challenge. Maybe don't even do it, but. Yeah, I'm, I think we're we're both on the same page on that. Um, I, I think I'm, soccer is such a weird sport to have an All Star game for. It's a very American thing, right? Do you know of any yeah. other league in the world that does anything similar? No. Yeah, and it, I saw something today. Uh, Pablo Maurer of the Athletic tweeted out like, "Why, why are people talking about wanting to get rid of the All Star game? Why are people trying to take all of the American influences out of the game?" And it's like we only want to take out things that aren't good. Like <laughs> just because yeah. it's American, doesn't make it inherently good. I just had a light bulb. Yeah. Make it where legends play. Okay. They do that in Europe sometimes for like charity events and things. Yes. So you could have like MLS legends playing. You could bring back anyone who's played in the MLS. Yeah. Bring back Wando. Um, uh, Donovan bring back, throw Beckham back out there in his Tom Ford yeah, shoes or whatever he wears. That actually is that's a good idea too. There. Kenny, write that down for us. Go ahead. Kenny, Kenny you're officially ahead. the put me in coach ledger. I don't know if you knew that by now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic, man. That's a really good idea. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't hate that. I'll I mean, say you that. could make it. You could make it a 45 minute game and make it sevens. So. Yeah, absolutely. And then. And then you can also it gives you an opportunity to highlight the legacy clubs and the the brands yes. that no longer exist. Yeah, you're onto something. All right, uh, Don Garber, Sometimes. if you're listening, oh, uh, give us a call. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Put me in, Coach Pod. Call Kenny, actually. <laughs> call Kenny. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to our our topic too, because there's a piece of this that I know you've been kind of fired up on, and I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but let's. Let's get stuck into it. So the past couple days, it has been it has emerged that Tyrion Ree is apparently a favorite for the U.S. men's national team job, and he wants it. And then as of the last, what, 48 hours, another name has been thrown in, and it's another Frenchman of Patrick Vieira. And the only reason he's being mentioned is because he was unceremoniously let go by your club, Crystal Palace. Where do you want to start with this? <laughs> do you want to talk about Crystal Palace? Or do you want to just go talk, go move right on to how this affects the the USMNT? I don't know if you want me talking about Crystal Palace. I kind of do. Just, I kind of do. I've just, I have just settled down from 
from it. And I have, okay, look, let me get this. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Him being fired was not something I would have done if I was an owner or thought we have just gotten through. Yeah. He went 13. We haven't won a game in 2023. That's rough. We've had a couple. We've had a couple draws. Yeah. It all sounds rough. Yeah. And you look at all the stats and stuff like that. Yes. Anybody would have been fired. There's been a lot of managers and, and players talk about this too in, in their uh, press, press conferences and stuff. But we have technically had the hardest run of games in premier league history that any team has ever faced all at once. And that's based on what strength of schedule and strength of strength rosters. Of schedule, I would um, uh, where the teams are placed in the, um, so like travel and everything. Yeah. Oh, travel, um, where teams are placed in the, the table. Okay. And we're playing them. Uh, so we've played Arsenal. We've played Man City. We've played Man United twice. We started the new year off with Tottenham. We played Newcastle three times, if you want to include the cup. We played Liverpool. We played Brighton. We played Brentford, and we played Fulham, and we've played Chelsea, and we've played Aston Villa. That's every team in the top 11, and some of them we've yeah. played twice. Yeah, and that that's I mean the first few you, you railed off. If if you want to throw Newcastle in there, that's your top six, top seven. Yeah. That that's that's a tough stretch of games. The Brighton one, I'll get that one, that that that's kind of a gimme. Well it should be, at least. Uh and we had chances. We should we could have been two two nil up in fifteen minutes in, so Right. But they let him go. After all of that, yeah. I won't make you get into the fact of who they just hired, rehired, or anything see, like that, that. And that's the problem with me. That's the problem <laughs> with what I have. We have that's a, we, that's we a big have, part of it. Yes, it's, it's Roy Hodginson, our old manager that we had for four years. So, uh, so yeah, it's 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 tough for me to grasp that because we do we we don't have a plan. We don't have a plan going on with it. So. It's it's really hard for me to get behind that that signing. Anyways, this isn't a uh, EP, EPL uh, podcast. You're right. This isn't an EPL podcast, but I mean that sets the stage for kind of what we're talking about because we need yeah. to know why Vieira, you know, is actually available. So Andre and Vieira are technically the two favorites, or among the favorites for the men's national team job. Do you have? a preferred one of those two, would that be a smart hire for USSF in either direction? If I had to pick between one of them, it'd be Patrick Vieira. He's got a better track record with clubs. He's done better overseas in Europe. He's done better in the Mm -hmm. MLS. He Mm -hmm. is really good at managing individuals and nurturing. Uh, So is is Henri. That's that's kind of these... These guys strong suits. Now, either one of them is a knock it out of the park uh, guy to do. But uh, Vieira's made made us really, really solid in the back. We were a hard team to to get scored on. A lot yeah. of the games that we lost were one nothing, two one, um, think things like that. And a lot of the mistakes that we made were were not something that a manager could do about it. it's mistakes made on the field by the players, a, st- a stupid pass or, 
or yeah. something something along the lines of that. Um, penalty kicks, handballs in the box, th- you know, things like that. I think he's way better um, tactician. Um, mm-hmm. We we played a, a high possession right ball, which is what we've wanted to do. Um, we've got the players for the way that he wants to play. Um, he he likes to to do a high press or a mid press. Mm-hmm. Um, so off mistakes of bad touches and stuff, we jump on the ball. You saw it real well um, with Connor Gallagher with our team. That was a huge part of it last year. He he did, it. and we have the midfield for it. If if you want to look at like Tyler Adams running around, uh, making the mistakes, and McKinney and and those guys like that, and and a lot of other players, we we've got a pretty deep midfield in my eyes. Uh, so I think all in all, he's probably the better choice if I had to pick one. Mm-hmm. And this kind of ties in too with what you're going to say about Henri, but he is also French. Yes. So he could always be the influence of, of a certain someone, the, a certain someone that we're about to bring up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think, I think us Americans are getting too thinking, oh yeah, these guys are all going to come to our club or our national team. I think, I think we need to, to start tempering it down a little bit. Yes. In a sense. I agree. And, and go with somebody who, who might, you know, they might be a good managers for the national team. Yep. I, I completely agree. Uh, not to, you know, throw Adam and Kenny who, you know, from ride the pine who subbed in for us or anything. Cause they did fantastic, but they were throwing around names like Mourinho and Pep, and I just, I'm sorry. Like they got Pep because Pep said he's always wanted, he would coach the men's national team if it became available and he was without a club. Pep has said a lot of things, a lot of things. He said a lot of things. He's a people's pleaser. He likes to, he he is, he's going to say whatever, whatever works for him at that moment in front of the podium, whatever gets a laugh out of the crowd. Pep is going to say, I'm just, I'm sorry. I, it's it's American hubris, in my opinion, to think that we can just go out and we can just be like, oh, you know what, Pep, why don't you be our coach? Like, come on, come yeah. on over. Like, yes, we have a talented team. Yes, we are on the up. Yes, the World Cup is here in 2026. Those are all net positives. Pep and Mourinho and coaches like that are not going to come coach the U.S. men's national team. They're, Mourinho, they're, I'm sorry. I don't see it. I really don't see it. I mean, I don't uh, see us going after him, but I think right. he well, would. Money, we, man. We yeah. these these guys cost money, and what if you had to name a soccer organization on the planet that doesn't like to spend money? It's the U.S. Soccer Federation. We just we just don't do it. Um, and, and another thing I'm, about uh, Vieira and also Henri, two names that you know you might not be attractive, but uh, they know the MLS. Correct. They have the MLS background. Both of them do. They both played for, yeah, coached and, yep, and and, really uh, both New York based. Yeah, and and um, you want to go back to playing the Manchester City way with Pep? Uh, Vieira Mm -hmm. learned under Pep as a as a manager. So right, he comes from like that Pep tree, that coaching tree, right? Yeah. So you kind of got the talent a little bit. Yeah, we have the talent. Speaking of talent, because you teased it a little bit, uh, Flo Bal- Balagun, am I saying I that correctly? So. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
big, big talent. Uh, currently, uh, I believe he's out on loan, but originally From is with Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal. Yeah. He is a dual national for the United States and England, and he's been he's in born England in youth camps. Yes. Big, big talent. So. He's been in uh, the England youth camps. Yeah. If one of these guys comes over, it, he, by the way, it, it fails to mention that Balogun is tight with Honoré. They have a relationship. Yeah. It, he does basically, his, his, it's, uh, it's like his idol. Celebration at the corner flag. Too. Right, right. So if if Balogun comes to the USSF and says, hey, if you hire Honoré over Vieira or anyone else, I will commit to your program. Is that enough to hire Honoré? I think so. I think it is. I think, I it, think is. it is too. Yeah. <laughs> That's I a mean, top talent, man. Think think of it. The international game is so much different from managing a club. I don't know what it is. Yeah, you still have to have your tactics and things like that. But what makes like Pep's teams and and all these other guys' teams, these guys are with their team every day doing right. these tactics. Right. So you can't have too complicated of a system mm-hmm. for national team. Well, you don't have the time to implement it because that, yeah, you're playing two to three games every three months as opposed to one game a week or two games a week if you're like you would with a club team. You're not uh, with the Me, players with every, every single day. day. You just don't have the time. Like it's it, uh, That's why international football is kind of great because uh, uh, individual performances can shine a little bit more. Because yeah. they don't have all that prep time, they don't. They're not, they're not playing in like defined by a system. So that's why you see in the world. That's why the World Cup is so special, and that's why some guys kind of float to the top uh, among uh, all the other players among the field. Yeah, I agree. You, you just don't have the time, and I think Henri, I think you you get out of him the recruiting aspect. Players same are going with, same with Vieira. Yeah, but he, I would say Henri a little bit more. Yeah, be- just because just because of who he is, he's the goal scorer. He led the Invincibles. Like it, Henri is one of the top forwards to ever play the game. He's yeah. he's in that discussion, right? Mm-hmm. Players are going to want to come play for him. Vieira is respected around the world of football. Uh, it's a different respect, though. It's it's um, it's respect. It's not legendary respect. At least that's how I view it. Yeah. So. If it gets you Balogun and it gets you potentially other dual nationals down the line, I think I think Henri's the choice. Although I think the soccer would be better underneath under uh, Vieira. Yeah, I mean, you say you say that, but a lot of these players that we got at Crystal Palace came here specifically because he was the manager. He recruited yeah. them good to come over here, so. I, I think both of these guys would attract the dual nationals and Henri might have more of the name because he's the mm-hmm. flashy player and stuff. And I, you know, I've never really 100% paid attention to Thierry Henry's style of play or how he, he does things. That's the problem though, because his coaching uh, history is so short. He, he, coached for Montreal and was barely there. He ended up leaving for family reasons. Then he went to what Monaco and I, he was fired after 13 games. So there's not enough. I think, I think you have that size. backwards. 
No, no, no. I think that's right. He left Montreal for family reasons and then went to Monaco and then only okay. only coached okay. 13 games for him. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Um, so there's just not enough sample size to know exactly what system he's even going to implement. All we have are really just interviews of him talking about it, and it's very vague. So I'd imagine he'd have to have some type of pitch to USSF to get hired. But yeah, I mean, and he sure... was the the Belgium assistant, correct? Right. Which, by so, the way, apparently he turned down the Belgium assistant job to come back. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting. Gun to my head, I think I'm picking on Ray just to get Balogun, like just legitimately, him, yeah. just to get that throw. Get Balogun like three or four caps, and then maybe turn around and hire Vieira. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. If 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 it if it goes wrong, then you can always let him go. Yeah, I mean, but like, we guys like Vieira aren't going to so. stay. That's true, but guys like Vieira aren't going to stay on the market for that long. I'd imagine, right? He's probably already getting phone calls, uh, and it's yeah. only been 48 hours. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's move on because there was MLS uh, action from this past weekend. A whole slate of games, a whole heap of games here. So let's go ahead and we'll run down a handful of them, pick out one or two, then we'll run down uh, some others as well. So do you want to start with some of the uh, scores from this past weekend? Yeah, so I'll start at the top of of the line. Uh, LAFC. 0 0 with Seattle. Real snoozer of a game. Total snooze fest. Uh, kind of expected it to be a little more exciting. Mm-hmm. At least at least a goal scored from each team. Uh, yeah. Atlanta, five. Um, Portland, one. Talk about uh, goals. We had, yeah, we'll talk about that game here in a second. Uh, Montreal beat Philadelphia. Another highlight game. Yeah. Um, New England. Uh, with another win against the defensive stoutness of uh, Nashville. I think it's the first goal Nashville's had scored on them all season. I think you're right. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, NY, NYCFC beating uh, DC United 3-2 mm-hmm. um, with both of DC United's goals coming late in the game. So yep, kind of a scoreline that doesn't really probably tell the the – game story the whole, yeah tell and, the whole story for sure and then you have the another the the red bulls uh beating columbus which has kind of been a uh upsetting uh so far four weeks in columbus yeah. has kind of been upsetting yeah long season I agree. they'll probably pull it together but man that atlanta team ever since that week one game when i said i wanted to see how they rebounded the next game we well, know what it is then that's what it is it's tiago amato putting the team on his back yeah, that's exactly what that striker. is. Striker. I mean, that free kick he scored was that's what the third free kick he scored this season. That was just untouchable by a keeper. Incredible. Probably what twenty seven yards out. Probably twenty five, twenty seven yards out. Bent that around the wall. Perfect upper ninety to. Uh, I can't think of the keeper's name off the top of my head, but to his left. I yeah. in. Incredible. I don't think there's a goalie on the planet that is making that save. No, because, I mean, it, I'm talking centimeters. One yeah. centimeter to the upper, to the left. That thing's hitting the post. Maybe yep. going in off the post, but geez. You know what it reminded me of? It had more arc on it, but it reminded me of an old school Roberto Carlos hit. Just Ooh. just the bend on it around the wall. <sighs> I mean, That's there's nasty. that there's that one 
there's that one angle of it from, I guess, like the coach's bench where you can kind of mm. just to the left of Almada when he hits it and the ball disappears just slightly out of the frame and then comes back around. And I was just like, this in. is this is sexy, man. That's how it's done. I mean, Atlanta might lose him in the summer. They're talking about he might be the largest outgoing transfer in the history of the league. They're talking about him breaking the bank. And I, yeah. World Cup winner, I think it's worth it. There's there's definitely going to be some clubs. I think on 360, they said that the Milan clubs would probably throw all the money at him. And then uh, Newcastle, because he has those uh, connections. Atlanta and Newcastle have so many different connections. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll be surprised if they can hang on to him the whole season. So it might be a yeah. thing where you see him get bought and then loaned back for the rest of the year. Of the other crop of games that you just mentioned, can we talk about that Montreal-Philadelphia game for a moment? Because that's a pretty big upset. That's a huge upset to me. Uh, I mean, you and I both picked Philadelphia to be pretty high in the standings. Uh, we both, yeah. I think I picked them to be Supporter Shield winners, and they've lost two games out of the first four. They've lost two games out of the first four, and that was Montreal's first win. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who, you? I think, I, you and I were pretty low on Montreal this year. Very I have them, Montreal. I have them down uh, Adam 13th. in the bottom three. Yeah. Yeah. 13th. Just where they so, sit right now. And after that week, Philadelphia's in the sixth hole mm-hmm. with a surprising New England revolution at two. Is this a bounce back? I know we were kind of bouncing around between different games, but is, is this a bounce back for New England? They, they beat Nashville 1 0. They're, what, a year and a half out of winning the Supporter Shield? Are yeah. they are are they gonna be a surprise team? I'm not sold. Not sold yet. No. I mean, we're four games in. That's fair. I just yeah. I like what I see so far. I do. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely shocking. But back to back to Montreal, Philadelphia, real quick. I will say, the one thing that bears mentioning with that is is their goalkeeper is still is out. Andre yeah. Blake, who. I mean, a lot of people think he's the best goalie in the league. They're playing without him. I, there wasn't much in that game that, that said that, like, oh, they're going to win that game if Andre Blake played. Uh, yeah. But he's known for those magical moments. So, well, you know, who's stats. to say? Uh, Montreal dom- or didn't dominate possession, but it was 55 to 45 possession. Yeah. With a higher XG, with more total shots. Just something to um, think about there. Uh, Philadelphia's passing was atrocious. Yeah. Going that game. Philadelphia, they, I feel like they've kind of always started the season kind of mid, mid ish. And then they tend to, to pick it up. They, which is weird. You wouldn't think that when they return everybody this year. Right. But it's, it's weird because they play kind of like a hybrid of that Red Bull style. It's not as pressing as like a Red Bull would, but you'd think because of that style that they would jump on teams early, like pressing teams usually do, but they, they don't, which tells me that the, it's, it all comes down to coaching that they improve as the season goes on. So I know I've hyped up Jim Curtin how many times on this show. Well, I that, guess I'm going to do it again. And here, here's another probably way far off theory because he seems like he's a coach who doesn't take his eyes off the prize. Mm-hmm. Uh, could he be being distracted right now by national team talk? I don't think so. 
No, I didn't think. I, don't, so. I, didn't I don't think throw, so. I just wanted to throw it out there. He definitely he he did go on record saying that like if USSF called him for a uh, assistant job, he would he would take it. Like he did put those feelers out there because have how much he loves and appreciates that that gig. But that man is fully through and through. I I don't see him taking an eye off the ball for that. Um, he's he's such a good coach, man. Um, I think yeah, they I will be it. fine. I just wanted to throw yeah, it out there. I think they'll be fine. I, I really do. I but I'm really worried about my supporter shield pick. I'm a little struggling to think if that's actually going to come to fruition. Or actually, no. What yeah. I had, ML, I just looked at it. I had you Philly win an MLS Cup. You shouldn't have to worry about your your supporter shield pick because I don't. I don't know. I shouldn't have to say it to you. You got the smile on your face. I think I know where you're going, <laughs> and we're going to get to that game in a minute. No, but I, I had uh, I had Philly winning MLS Cup, actually. I had Austin winning the Supporter Shield, which so I feel bad about both of those at the moment. Uh, any of those other crop of games, though, that, that you that you want to highlight real quick before we kind of jump to the others? Uh, not necessarily highlighting, but Columbus is just like I like I said when I read the score, it's kind of shocking that they're, they're not. But, I mean, new coach, new system – feeling it out maybe it'll pick yeah. up as, as it goes on they will uh trust in wilford nancy i think they're kind of in the same boat as philadelphia um in the extent that that they'll get better and better as the season yeah. progresses all right well the next uh slate of games uh orlando hosted charlotte and charlotte uh won two to one toronto played at home which i believe was the first time this year won two zero over inner miami Chicago and Cincinnati tied three to three in a crazy game. Uh, Dallas two to one over Sporting Kansas City. Uh, Houston two zero over Austin. A little bit of a Texas rivalry there. Uh, the new kid St. Louis City beat San Jose at home three zero, and Colorado lost at home to Minnesota two to one. Do you want me to go ahead and jump in on the one that obviously I want to talk about? Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Obviously, I got to highlight St. Louis City uh, beating San Jose at home. Uh, they are the first ever expansion team to win their first four games. They are 4-0-0. No expansion team had ever done it before. Only five teams in the history of Major League Soccer, if we're not counting the uh, shootouts. Uh, they're the, only the fifth team to, to win their first four games. Uh, I don't know if you had an opportunity to watch that game. It was pretty dominant from start to finish. Yeah. I'd say San Jose probably had the better run, maybe the first 10 to 15 minutes, uh, just as a kind of like they were feeling the game out. And from there, St. Louis, man. Uh, just, yeah. Was, dominant. Dominant. Yeah. Uh, I think Zhao Klaus might be the real deal. That he's impressive. He's I'm really, still not convinced really he's impressive. Resilient. Apparently he is. Supposedly he is. He is. He is a. He's Brazilian and also German, but he holds a uh, Italian passport. Figure that out. I don't know, but that man looks so awkward running up and down the pitch. And he has three goals and an assist in four games. Hey. And he he pops up at the most opportune times. I love it, man. I love it. It uh, warms my cold St. Louis heart. To see that, see him putting the ball in the back of the net. It's fantastic. Uh, they did play without their starting center back, their their top two starting center backs, a main one being Tim Parker, uh, one of the captains. And they won 3 nothing over San Jose, who looked pretty punchless. 
Um, it looked like the press got to them super early and they just never adjusted. And by halftime, they looked like they were done. Um, yeah, man, yeah. I'm kind of riding high right now. <laughs> yeah, you, um, you should. Do you want to? I, I, I feel good can. about it. I feel good about it. We, we may talk about next week and how nervous I am about that because it feels like a trap game. But as for right now, top of the table feels real good. Uh, yeah. What other games from that crop do to kind of jump out at you? I'm gonna I'm gonna label this game as the craziest game of the week, and that's the Dallas okay. Kansas Sporting Kansas City game. Okay. So it's pretty pretty even game going in. Um, everyone's riding high on Kansas uh, Sporting Kansas City this season. Uh, a lot of people picked if, them to be top or near the top this year. Yeah. So I mean, if being a Dallas fan, that that rivalry runs deep for some odd reason. Uh, Vermees hates FC Dallas, and mm-hmm. I think he hates everything. I don't know if he that does. man has any joy in his life except for he's just an old, old curmudgeon. Uh, he. It's it's always a very very chippy game, every time we play him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always complaining to the refs every time he's got something bad to say. After the games, during the games, he's he's gotten in the manager's faces a couple times. Uh, as as I was telling somebody else, I was talking to on during that game, they um, he he would be a perfect bad guy in a Dick Tracy movie. Yes, that's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyways, so um, SKC nets first. um, Deflection, crazy goal. uh, Bounces off of a foot off a shot, and the foot it bounces off of makes it directly scoop down. Mm -hmm. Perfectly to where no goalkeeper could get it being caught off like that because the ball's going to go over. You see the trajectory of the ball hit it. Then it, once it hits the foot, it takes this weird dip uh, forward spin. You know and what it just, reminded me of? The Velasco goal from last year where he made the run uh, through midfield and kind of cut the to the left. The first goal and, he scored. The fourth, yeah, the it kind of deflected off a defender and kind of looped in. Same kind yeah. of trajectory on, on that one. Not as cool because it didn't have a 40-yard run up, but <laughs> it reminded me a lot of that. Uh, so... Go into there, Velasco nets to tie the game, halftime, yep. which was a huge goal. Mm-hmm. Which his goal was up for goal of the week. Was that so? That was one where he passed it in to kind of like just out, just inside the eighteen, and it was immediately one touch laid off. Was that legit? Heel, yeah, legit that was a beautiful right touch, to fantastic touch, upper ninety, untouchable. He's he's he's. He looks a lot more comfortable this year in in the league. So, yeah, um, that's two goals for him this season. Um, uh, after that, it's been it was a pretty in between the 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 center field game. Um, actually, had a PK called for a uh, goalkeeper fouling coming up, making contact with the player before the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin Paws makes the save. He is an inch off of the line on that save. And then he makes another save when they have to retake the penalty kick. Which yeah, incredible. Was, that's really, really hard. Yeah. It's hard saving one. Um, so, I mean, that just lit Dallas up. 
uh, Jesus Ferreira gets to gets a I think goal in maybe the seventy eighth minute or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not over yet. Drama starts. Um, Paz gets a yellow card again for saying that he makes contact with the player before. Another PK is lined up. VAR checks it offsides. His yellow card's taken away. He's not getting a red card. He comes back on the field, and we close the game out. Uh, Vermees was, as you would expect, this would only happen in an SKC Dallas game. <laughs> right, uh, yeah. And and we, we got the three points. I think we have seven now. Which That's a big win. Um, that's a big win. And Sporting I didn't realize their... that game was at home either. Right. <laughs> Sporting got their first goal of the year, by the way, in that game. Yeah. So I guess good for them. Uh, I share. I think your... they've had a pretty good defense all season. They have. Their defense has been fine, but they're so, missing a lot of offensive. Jai Russell yeah. and Polito are, are hurt. So that's why they've kind of been punchless. But I share your kind of dislike of Sporting Kansas City. So I loved that result. Fantastic. I mean, it's up there. They're up there with Austin and Houston for me. Yeah, they're number one. They're number one for me. I'm not a sporting fan, especially after, you know, new things have come to light about, about their club, which, which I have no desire to get into right now. But, uh, that was a, that's a big win. Um, you got to win games at home. Dallas did that. Uh, Martin Paz is best 11 goalkeeper this week and is, is deserved for sure. I really, mm-hmm. really hope he starts getting more recognition uh, nationally. Such a good player, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. He is. Um, can we talk about the Chicago-Cincinnati game, though? Because that one was yeah. kind of crazy, too. Um, it's in Chicago. Uh, like I said, they're hosting Cincinnati. Um, all 300 fans who were in attendance got to see a great game. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fans dressed as empty seats. I'll just say that. Uh, get it together, Chicago. But uh, Chicago dominated 70 minutes of this game. They actually mm-hmm. were up by two goals going late, and they looked really good. Shabilko uh, got a goal. We haven't we haven't said that in what since he was with Philly like it feels like he he was non-existent for Chicago last year before he got tra- or after he got traded after, and after, then yeah. and then Acosta for Cincinnati just shows his brilliance and did you see on I believe it was on the second goal he makes a pass from the right hand side touchline this this looping cross over the center back's head right onto the foot of Santos and Santos puts in the back then that yeah. pass of the week. So, so <laughs> cool, awesome. man. What a good player. But uh, that game ended three, three and a really missed opportunity for Chicago. All 300 fans went home unhappy. Uh, <laughs> well, I, um, Brenner had a chance to win it too. Yeah. Right, right at the death the game. Yeah. Saved. That would have been another Acosta assist too. That would have been. Yeah. And I think, I think at one point Chicago was up three nothing actually, not up by two yeah, goals. Excuse it. me. Let's see. Uh, oh no! Excuse me. No, Cincinnati, Cincinnati scored, scored early. First, yeah, they scored all, early in the eighth. But in a in a matter of it looks like twelve minutes, twelve thirty. Uh, about minutes, fourteen. About fourteen minutes. Chicago, uh, Chicago scores, scored three goals. Boom! 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 Yeah, that's hard to come. Yeah. Out. That's hard to pull your heads up and play. And that's real. That's all that's before halftime. 
that, that's yeah, all before that's half real time. defeating. And I and I yeah. believe one of them is right at forty five. Right. Yeah. So Which that that, that is... was a great game for Cincinnati to come back from that. I think I think they might in my head right at least right now four weeks in. I think they're replacing Philadelphia as my favorite to come out of the East. Ooh. That's if Brenner doesn't move in the summer or Vasquez does not move in the summer. Yeah. Because their their front three are better than anyone. I would say maybe San Jose's front three are up there. Uh but Cincinnati's front three, Dallas's front three, uh that that that's probably the best in the league, right? If you if you're basing it off of last year, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I think San Jose they had two good games. Down. They they have two wins, but yeah. they have started their front three have started off a little slow. But uh, I, I scored still, a lot of goals last year too. I think he scored 15 last year. Yeah, so somewhere around there. It's pretty good for yeah that's for, San Jose, for sure. Yeah, someone playing. So those are all the games from this past weekend. So quickly, um, just kind of a quick rundown on the standings uh, in the Eastern Conference. You have Atlanta at the top uh, with ten points, save three wins and a tie, followed by New England with nine, and then it kind of goes down from there. Cincinnati eight, Nashville, New York seven. You got Philadelphia, Miami six, Toronto, Orlando with five points. And then that's the playoff cutoff line, which just sounds ridiculous to say. That was a lot of teams that are going to make the playoffs. Uh, Chicago is sitting in last in the East with just two points. Uh, Over in the West, uh, St. Louis is uh, first place, 12 points, undefeated right now. And then a, a log jam after that. LAFC, LAFC, excuse me, Seattle, Dallas, Minnesota, all at seven points, Austin, San Jose at six, and then there's a drop-off from there. So Salt Lake and Houston uh, and Portland all have three points, and I believe last place is Colorado with one point through the one first point. four games. Yeah. Galaxy F2, that's not much better. No, they've, they've – shout out to our other co-host, Chris, who's a LA Galaxy fan. I know he's going through it at the moment with all the uh, – decline out and all the protests and everything and on top of that the team's not performing uh hate hate to see it uh if, they're not if performing you, but they're spending the money to perform they're spending the money i think they just brought in a fullback as well uh from over in europe they're um like i said they're going through it they're 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 struggling for sure uh if you twist my arm and tell me to pick an la team i'm picking la galaxy every time um I'm just not a big LAFC fan, uh, but uh, I know you being the Dallas fan. My, I don't know if you you do you have a differing opinion on that because they're an original club. I just wish that LA would break off into the ocean. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, we got LAFC next, so yep. And is it in LA? I think so. Okay, yeah, that's that's a big one. Um, I think. Oh no, no, we got to talk predictions. I was about to say we're done for the week, but we got to talk about some oh, predictions be, yeah. for for next week. So you just mentioned it. So Dallas and LAFC. Do you want to give us real quick a prediction for that one? Uh, I think it's going to be a draw. Give me a score. One one zero zero. Okay, I'm going to go three two Dallas. Let's run down real quick, rapid Ooh. fire, and I'm going to go ahead and get a score from you for each. So uh, Portland okay. hosts uh, LA Galaxy. Uh, two nothing Portland. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go uh, one nothing Portland. Uh, Charlotte, New York, and specifically Red Bull, New York. One one. 
give me uh, Red Bull New York to win three to one uh, win on the road. Uh, Columbus hosting Atlanta. Uh, I'm going to stick with the hot hand and Atlanta's going to win two to one. I agree, actually. Yeah. Uh, DC hosting New England. Um, DC one nothing. Ooh, ooh, okay. Oh, mm. Okay, I'm going to say, <laughs> flip it. I'm going to say New England won DC zero. Uh, Miami hosting Chicago. Uh, two nothing. Uh, two nothing Miami. Okay, I, I agree. Yeah. Chicago. <laughs> I was about to say. Oof. Uh, Philadelphia <laughs> and Orlando. Uh, Our two picks to finish one and two in the in the East. Both of you, both of us had them one and two. I'm going to go th- 3-0 Philly. Ooh, uh, I'm going uh, 2-1 Orlando. Uh, Austin, Colorado. Uh, 4 4 nothing Colorado or 4 nothing Austin. Ooh. <laughs> okay, I'll go uh, I'll go 3 nothing Austin. Man, so many games. Uh, Houston, New York City FC. Uh, zero, 0 Okay. Uh, 2 2 draw. Uh, Kansas City hosts Seattle. Seattle's going to rebound and beat them two to nothing. Uh, Seattle forty-seven, Kansas City negative eight. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, Se- Seattle three, Kansas City one. Uh, Minnesota, Vancouver. Uh, one nothing, Minnesota. Ooh, they've been really hot lately without Reynoso too. Um, I'm going to agree with that. I think Minnesota get the win. Uh, Nashville hosts Cincinnati. Uh, two one, Cincinnati. Uh, I'm going 4-0 Cincinnati. I think they destroyed Nashville in Nashville. And Salt Lake and St. Louis. Uh, In Salt Lake, 1-1. 1-1, okay. I I honestly was was going to go 1-1. Not that Uh, I want your streak to break. I'm just trying to be realistic. If If they win... They, they just continually break their own record as an expansion team. And I think there's only been two teams, potentially, maybe three teams in history who have won uh, their first five. Three teams, because LA Galaxy... But y'all are kind of dangerous out. on the road to me. Yeah, I think we're better at home. Because you don't need to play with the ball. Correct. Ah, dang it. Ah. Okay, I'm going to say 2-1 St. Louis. I do not feel good about that. Uh, we already <laughs> said uh, LAFC in Dallas, so how about the final game of the match week? San Jose hosts Toronto. Uh, in San Jose, that's a late game for Toronto to make that travel. Ooh, I think San Jose might squeak a win 2-1. to one. I, I, I agree. Well, I think they bounce back. I was going to say 2-1 two two one one. or 2-1 one or 1-1. One Okay, I'm, I'm just gonna stick going to stick with San Jose. Bounce back. I'll stick. I'll go with the draw. Okay. All right. Uh, that's all the games. I think that's all we had for the day, man. Good stuff. Uh, do you have any final thoughts before we go ahead and call the day? The floor is yours. Whatever you want to talk about does not have to be soccer related. What do you got? <laughs> so today, um, I had to go back to work and school. Uh, we had about. Six pee pants incidents. For for context, he's a teacher. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't work in an office. I don't work in an office building. I'm a teacher. So like the guy in the cubicle next to me pissed himself again. Uh, no, so so that was interesting. Going back to school, these kids are crazy coming back. Um, anyways, I, I go pick my lawnmower up. 
this is stories everywhere. I already know. Um, <laughs> I go, I go to pick, I go to pick my lawnmower up from uh, getting tuned. I'm a big lawn guy. My lawn's green, luscious. I like to take care of it. I've already Love started. It. I've already started taking care of it. So I went and got my lawnmower tuned up, oil changed, uh, the blade sharpened, because um, it wasn't running right the last time I, I uh, mowed my yard. So I didn't have time to go to the gym, work out, or whatever. Um, so I knew my wife's over here trying to make dinner because I normally go to the gym. She makes dinner with the kids at home and they're normally You're driving right. her crazy. So, so I get home and we have this jogging stroller, right? So I'm like, Hey guys, y'all want to go sit in the stroller? Dad'll push it and jog with y'all. Right. Which I've never done. I just was <laughs> trying to be cute and get him out of the house. Right. Right. Don't ever push a jogging stroller when you are running against the wind the whole time. <laughs> You're doing twice the work. <laughs> twice the work with two kids in it. It's the hardest thing I've ever done workout-wise. It was like running with an open parachute in front of you, pushing. <laughs> I love that you used your final thought to give like life advice about <laughs> not yes. running into the wind. Don't <laughs> run into the wind with a jogging stroller. Parachute. Pretty I love much. it. My legs are so sore. You had to get back to work after you took that long vacation. So it's only fair that the I elements so made it much. harder for you. I walked like 30,000 steps a day. So I didn't really take <laughs> it off. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, my final thought is just a shout out to Autobots FC, our uh, indoor team on Wednesday nights. It won 6 nothing in our last game. Come mm-hmm. on, stand up. That's a great win. Hopefully we can repeat I wasn't there. It this week. That's why they won. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly what it is. So, all right. Uh, good <laughs> stuff, Matt. Really, really happy to have you back, man. And uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will be back, of course, next week to break down uh, next week's matchups in MLS, see if our predictions are right. And who knows? Maybe by then the U.S. men's national team will have a head coach. Don't hold your Let breath. Let us know, off. Kenny. So, let us know, Kenny. <laughs> all right, everybody. Have a great night. Bye. Peace.